you believe in miracles? Got Fizzle in the house. Fizzle was good, man. Fizzle, glad to have you here. Let's go. This the South Harmon Podcast. Glad you here today. Hit that Patreon link if you here to stay. Dynasty best ball, that's my favorite way. 40 chess trade show. Let's make a trade today or check the AMA. You know Adam at the ATM. Mike always in the building. He gonna stay with him. They gonna start every show off with their own trade. Fantasy's a big ocean, they made their own wave. Make sure you tap in there Tuesdays and Saturdays. Tuesday night, Saturday morning, ain't no better way. Hit that notification bell when the news break. Go subscribe right now, don't get the news late. Destination Devi, that's the team. Dynasty football, man, that's my favorite thing. I remember Biggie said it was all a dream. Now people watching on their phones and computer screens. Welcome to the team. What's up, everybody, and welcome back into another edition of the Dynasty Trade Show. So glad you could join us. If you do us a huge favor, go down, hit that like button. And if you aren't subscribed, make sure you're subscribed, turn those notifications on, and you will never miss any piece of content that Adam and I put out. But without that, buddy, man, it's good to see you. How you doing? How you feeling? Websites popping off. We're doing a lot of big things. I'm having fun. Two trade shows a week. I'm having a blast, buddy. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm great. It's a... Mike, it's awesome um, doing the trade show, seeing the, the growth on the website. Um, I'm just excited to keep pumping out content. And as always, while you're here, talk dynasty trades. What are the people doing in the streets, Mike? Um, you know how we do it. Fizzle told you we start off with one of our own. But before that, if you could go down, at least hit the like and subscribe button. Um, if you you know just appreciate what we're doing here on the channel. If you do want your deals featured on the show, patreon.com forward slash South Harmon. A dollar a month will get you in the door. We also have five and $15 tiers. But without further ado, Mike, let's kick it off. This time we're going to start off with myself. What let's do you see. got for me? Let's see, buddy. Better be a good one. Let me show you. Uh, let's see what we got. So 12 team, best ball, start 13. So this is the uh, the OG shit league again. Uh, yeah. Mike, I made a handful of trades, so I kind of wanted to get some of them. I didn't want to do it all at once. But I wanted to do this, uh, everyone to see this one. Part, part of a, a deal that I think – let me just read it out real quick. So I, I acquired Kirk Cousins and Tyreek Hill. Uh, no Games is acquiring Pickens, Pickett, Zach Evans, and a 24-second of mine. I think this is one of those, Mike, where when you see a team – that doesn't have picks, especially his own picks, right, is not ready to contend, like, there are going to be times where if you are the person that has the picks and the leverage, like, I didn't even have to send many picks here, man. This is a 24-second. But this person, no games at this point, he had just won last year. And we talked about this, too, on the converse side. If you win, you're playing with, you know, house money, and you want to rebuild. But I'll be honest, man, um, I – it's it would be I don't I don't think I could do this um, but I'm curious what your thoughts are in best ball uh, the second I mean I like Pickett right I like Pickett if you told me yeah. I'm gonna swap Pickens and Cousins like I'd prefer a plus there to take Pickett on even um, but man the Tyreek Hill piece is so damn valuable and you know as shout out to Scott Connor and um, Ray and the guys at Destination Devi the stuff they're talking about with uh, their holy trinity right and their the receiving metrics they're looking at. And you look at the warp tool. T- 
Tyreek Hill is different. I mean, he is different. I think he's what makes this deal different for me. All right, a couple things. All right, first off, I know it says no games here, but uh, you and I do some leagues with him, and I like to call them all games. Uh, trading with him is very difficult. Sometimes you get the wildest counters, and it's unproductive as hell. And then other times he just snap accepts the most random trade in the history of random trades. So, uh, Dude, that's facts. That's literally facts about yes. him. <laughs> and the second point here, I want you to be completely honest. While technically, I'm going to put this in lots of quotes and with some asterisks and some Italian, he's the champion of this league. Remember who was in second place who kindly, ah, true. kindly conceded with the true. clusterfuck of a finish that we had last year. Right. With the Bengals-Bills uh, game, the cancellation, how do we proceed? I was the guy in second, but because this is one of 30-some leagues, whatever, you know, it was close enough where I just said, you take it, I'm good with second, whatever, I'm going to move on. So, while we put champion on there, it's champion with an asterisk, damn it, but I look at this well, deal, Adam. This the, reason, is, uh, the reason I think that that's big that he, uh, you know, alluded to that, and, you know, we talked last year, wasn't fun to see that, but Mike... You know, you conceding, uh, I had actually forgotten that that was the way it went down. But I think that it's a big deal and a good thing you mentioned it because, like, that was your chance to try to win it. So, um, you know, with me in town now, I don't know that you ever finished better in second now. Now, yeah, I don't know if you got the the balls to really do what's necessary to win this <laughs> league, but uh, <laughs> I've been there. I've been there, all right? That's uh, but true. This, this deal, this is, uh, this is a pretty easy one for me, man. Um you take Kirk Cousins every day over Kenny Pickett. I love I love Pickett, but this is a no-brainer for me. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Second in best ball, maybe enough to get you there. Maybe. I would say I would say um, a second in Pickett if I'm rebuilding is definitely enough for me to take, get off of Cousins. If I'm like knowingly rebuilding, you know. But That's I'm with fair. you 100 um, percent. One for one, I wouldn't want to make that trade. But no then way. I can't justify the the other side, right? Like I'm I'm higher on George Pickens than a lot of people, but I'm also kind of cautiously optimistic. There's nothing, and and you alluded to Ray and Scott. I think I've been on this Tyreek Hill thing for a while, especially when I did my rankings and why I have him so high. And people are like, Mike, he's old. I really don't care anymore, especially at the wide receiver position. If you're good. And I can reasonably project you for another year, two, three years of production, which in this case isn't unreasonable for Tyreek Hill. I mean, he's 29. If he's still putting up wide receiver one finishes at age 31, 32, nobody's going to be shocked. And I think that's a reasonable outcome for him. Same goes for Stephon Diggs. These guys, I'm still going to rank high because what do they do? They come out and just give you 20 points every single week. And for a wide receiver, I'm not all about the youth, man. Sometimes I just want the production, man. You you see how how pushed up a guy like Garrett Wilson has been. Your guy, Garrett Wilson. And I think Garrett Wilson's fantastic. But we really need to be honest with ourselves. What what did he do for you last year on your team that was even like above average? You know, it was just kind of an okay season. He had some moments, but it was just right. it was okay. And I understand he's a rookie. But sometimes we just bake that in every single year. You know, like now I've, I'm seeing stuff like this is the year Michael Pittman Jr. breaks out, right? Well, what if what he's already done is just what he always does, right? What if that's the player that you get? And there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. There, there is nothing wrong with that. But there's but nothing I'm, in the situation currently to say, oh, my gosh, this is the year. Really? Right. I mean, right. that's the problem. We do this every year with wide receivers just because they're young and with guys like Tyreek Hill, we kind of cast him off. Oh, he should be your dynasty wide receiver 10, 11, 12, wherever the hell he was last year. Losing Patrick Mahomes is is going to kill him. And what's he do? Put up his best season he's ever ever had, ever. 
right. ever. And, and, and what has what has changed in that offense for you to think that he won't do it? Right? It's it's quite the opposite. Now I'm in on Tua and I'm projecting Tua to have a better year. I'm projecting the offense to be better as a whole. So give me the guy who's a wide receiver one, hasn't lost an ounce of speed, and still is a threat to finish as wide receiver one overall. Yeah. Way over George Pickens and Zach Evans. Like way, <laughs> way over. Way over. Even if I, I went George Pickens in the second Adam, I know it's a best ball. I know it's start thirteen. It's still too cheap for an elite warp difference maker at the wide receiver position, which Tyreek Hill is. And then it makes the Cousins side all that all that bad, right? And then it becomes Cousins for for Pickett and Zach Evans, and I'm good, man. I'll take Kirk Cousins there. I do think you smash this one out of the park. And it's kind of funny because, you know, I try to send this deal out to no games, and I probably get a wild counter back, and you'd want my next, like, seven firsts and – something wild but you do it and boom you get it done right away so props to you i will say uh this deal mike um while i love it was not done right away this took a long time um and i don't who would have known after the draft uh zach evans was still someone he's willing to count as a piece in the deal like in lineup i still will roster him and best of all to be honest with you it's not that i won't roster him but i'm looking to move him if anyone he's has this name cache in best probably ball, a man. zero right like that has the appeal of a zero in the best ball league more than likely yeah i mean outside of, in my opinion anyway this is opinion outside of a cam makers injury like i don't see him doing much for best ball squats right if you think cam makers is going to be healthy for most of the year if not the entire year and even if you think zach evans is good and this becomes a committee becomes a committee where then neither one of them are really appealing in a best ball league because they're both going to give you below average weeks every single week of the season. So let, let me just, let me just ask you this, Mike. Um, it, let's say you're in a, a really bad bind. You don't have picks. Um, you're not able to get them. Let's say for some reason, like the best thing for you to do on your team is take the pick at side for Cousins. I know it's not something we want to do. Let's just just hypothetically okay. for a second. All right. Is a, a 24 second in Pickens. What would Zach Evans need to go to to get off your Tyree kill? I think is the question I'm trying to make. Is it like is this if this is Roshan? Are we having a conversation? No, like if I'm if I'm looking to rebuild Adam. Yeah. Like if I'm looking, I don't want. You don't want the running back? back. Okay. I don't want him. I'm using the running back just to replace a, a higher level player. But let, let's use a receiver or a different second round player. Let's use uh, I don't know, got to be north of Downs. What about Downs? Let's just use Downs for a second. Way north. Way north. What are we talking here? Are we talking Quentin Johnson? Listen, if this was two George Pickens, I'd still sell. <laughs> no. So with so what about what about George Pickens, Quentin Johnson, second and Pickett here? No, I'm okay. good. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, you want Tyreek Hill? G- give me give me your JSN and a Pickens in a basketball league. Fair like enough. If that's what you want. Fair enough. Fair enough. Those All right. Well, and and if you don't like him, man, like this is also where if I have Tyree Kill, I don't have to sell him now. When he comes out week one, he scores twenty five points. That's the last the first point. people that's a contender are gonna go, damn, he's still really good. That's, that's the last point and the best point, honestly, Mike, is that uh this is a deal that went down in June and you're buying pieces right. that are you're selling the wrong pieces in June, honestly, and you're requiring the wrong pieces in June, you know. Like, uh, like you touched on, man, the the Kirk Cousins for Kenny Pickett in a second. It's it's not the greatest, but it's okay. Like if that's what you really wanted, Kirk process Cousins play, you get an extra piece. You're not going to likely yeah. get the points out of Pickett, but you're not you're not projecting for this year anyway. And rebuild. No, no, it's the Tyreek Hill piece that makes it so egregious. Fair me. enough. I'm kind of with you too. But a lot of times people will panic on a Tyreek Hill. I think this one thing I did want to mention. 
um, the errors on no game side, I think in this trade, but also if there's a scenario where you have some young pieces and picks, go try to find a guy like Hill. You, you're going to run out of time here for these type of Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, guys that are yes. aging in dynasty. Um, cause come August, that buy window, if there was the, one is completely the redrafters closed. come back fellas. And they, uh, they don't, they don't, <laughs> they don't like youth. They go nope. for the old guys. All right, Mr. Wonderful, uh, David and Joku, a 24 first and a 25 second, all from the same team, Anthony Hahn. Anthony Hahn is acquiring Jameer Gibbs here, Mike. Um, the, the settings are big for me. 12 team, super flex PPR, tight end premium, best ball start 11. I think format is a little dependent here for me, but like right now when I look at this, I honestly, I don't think it's a bad haul for Gibbs at all, Mike, but I'm curious your thoughts in, uh, in best ball. It's not a bad haul. We already know where that pick's going to be, too. He put it in the Discord. This is one for whatever reason they've already drafted their 24 picks. Right. Um, in the they, startup, they, they, have, they have, like, locked down next year's right. pick numbers, which is, I mean, hey, it's a it's a new twist. I don't really love it, but that's what they did, right? So it's the, it's the 107 is where he's drafting that hmm. pick. Okay. What's your thoughts? So, 107? It's not a bad pick in 24, man. This is a, a big pass for me. Even really? Okay. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. But so if it's a pass for me in best ball, like, well, obviously in lineup, huge it was going to be, it was going <laughs> to be a pass for me in lineup. Um, because I'll be honest, man, I like Njoku start 11 tight end premium league. I can see it, but he's not a big enough, like he doesn't really pose for me a positional advantage to make me say, I'm going to go off of Gibbs here. Right. And lineup. Right. I think in best ball, the process of three for one, they're all good enough pieces. I can see it honestly. Um, like, I think process-wise, it, it is smart to take Mr. Wonderful side. But I'll be honest, man, as a Gibbs lover, and knowing how much I like him and where I think he can go ceiling-wise, I think this is what you – I think this is the right process, but it's – it's I don't know. It's my Gibbs love that I think is getting in the way, if I'm being real. That's 100% my problem, too. It's the fact that he's still kind of in a, a lull. I know he's ranked pretty high in Dynasty, and people are going like, oh, you should sell him. I've seen some tweets. Oh, he's at peak. You should sell him now. I mean, he's RB five, six, seven for a lot of people. That's not peak, Adam. It's not. And Jameer Gibbs is one of those those players. At least this is my opinion. I don't want to be like too hot takey, but there's only a handful of people that I think can challenge for RB one overall. And I mean, that's pushing CMC, Saquon, pushing JT, Brees Hall if he's healthy, like these kind of elite talents at running back. And if I'm going to make an outside bet of somebody who's not those guys to push as RB1 overall, and I'm talking like RB1 overall, like scoring 20-plus 20, 20 fantasy points per game and being that elite warp difference maker like we saw Josh Jacobs be last year, right. it's going to be Jameer Gibbs for a multitude of reasons. One, I love the talent. Two, he catches passes. Three, he works as a receiver sometimes out of the slot, motioned out of formation. He has home run ability for number four, right? He has that ability to take any any touch to the house. And he's on an elite offense for number five, right? A, a very good offense with lots of pieces. Jared Goff is a more than comparable quarterback. He doesn't run the football. He is a statue of a quarterback. So what's that mean? More dump offs to the running back position. Uh, they have good weapons and they have a fantastic offensive line. So that is a bet with my Jameer Gibbs love that I want to make. And that's why I rank him so high. And Joku's fine. He's a tight end. Yes, in best ball, definitely would want some Njoku on the 24 pick. Knowing that it's the 107, like if this had more appeal where it was like it could be 
it could be early, right? If it was the random appeal, I would be more into this, right? You're you're making your bet, and if if that pick ends up being in the top five, top four, you smash this one out of the park, and I'm willing to reset one more year. But knowing that it's the 107, seeing this class and like kind of how unappealing the 107 was this year, do you really want to do that again, right? I mean, we talk about how much we like 24, but there's also a scenario, Adam, where maybe we only get three, four good dynasty assets and everybody else just kind of falls into a tier of, okay, who cares? So for me, right now in June, I would rather have Jameer Gibbs. All right, well, let, let me let me say I think there's some there's some points we got to talk through here. The 107 right now, like I, first of all, I think the class is good enough to where 107 is still a really good pick. We look at this year and we say it disappointed. I mean, one oh, if this is 106, like that's JSN or or Gibbs even, right? right. Like. I still like 107 next year's class quite a bit. As far as what it projects, we don't have to necessarily make the pick. I think the big thing that I want to mention here is, okay, because I'm with you. I get what you're saying. There's no elite upside in the 24 pick, right? And we say that there probably is elite upside with Gibbs. But let me just throw in a, a running back in this 24 first range just for a second. Like, if that said Najee Harris, what are you doing? No. Really? No. Wow. Why? In best ball, Najee Harris, David, and Joku in a second that you can use as liquidity to buy something in season. This is how like th- this might not be right, but this is how balls deep by him and Jameer Gibbs. And you listen, asked I, I love him quite ago. a bit too. You've, you've, you've. Let me just say, Mike, Mike, Mike's a difficult one. All right. If you have, if you watch this show religiously enough, he's a difficult one. He's already got me in on Jameer Gibbs really hard. Go uh, hard. That that. Jeez, uh, that's my goodness. Um pause anyway uh the point is mike I, I i like him quite a bit but i mean mike there's there's really not outside of probably Bijan, maybe Brees, you know the jt's i like gibbs a lot man but are we saying he's there because honestly for me if it's Najee and joku in a second that i can use liquidity in best ball knowing the principles right off of a startup that's part of the problem for me. I think I, I got to take the process here because I think a 24 first can buy you a Najee in season, could buy you somebody in season, um, even if it says 107 on it. So I think that's where I think I want the top side as a process, knowing this is coming fresh off of a startup. See, a lot of times when you look at the deals I'll make everyone watching on these teams where I consolidate, it's after I've able to do all the principles and control the things I need to control. Right off the rip, it feels like a rich bet to do a three for one on Gibbs off the rip, if that makes sense too, in the process department. I mean, I mean, you think about it in a startup though, like Gibbs is going to go the early part of the third round, maybe the back part of the second round for some people. We talked about it with Debro, just where they have him ranked. I don't know, man. I mean, you're talking about a 24, 107. In reality, where we are now, as long as you have to wait for it, because it already is the 107, it doesn't have that appeal. I bet people wouldn't take that to the seventh, eighth, ninth round. David Njoku in a tight end premium leagues, also probably in that range. Like, do I want to really change my my second round startup pick for just a uh, an eight and a nine? Well, well hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's. This is already determined. One hundred seven, Mike. One hundred seven right. this year is five hundred five. Quentin Johnson this year. What did you just say? Right, but what did you just say? I, I, I know year. that, but I'm saying. But the 24-107 in season. And what does he have to do? He has to wait an entire year to nah, realize that No, but he can value. trade that. He can trade that, though. That's but he's not going to get He's not gonna get fifth-round startup value 
in what till December? Why? No, because nobody's going to shift their mindset. Everybody is focused on this year. That's how it sure. Goes no, 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 no. I I know you won't have him for let's say the first two months, likely. But I'd say by about October, you probably get some teams that are sniffing around no. for the one hundred and seven. No. What is the one thing we always talk about? Right. The biggest difference when we look at ADP. Right. We have a fantastic tool mm -hmm. for it. The biggest difference between ADP when you're doing startups and it's just pick numbers mm -hmm. and ADP when it becomes players, the jump on the players is so much more. You got to think that this is going to be a pick number. Okay. For so a very so long time. let's use the pick number, which now like pick numbers haven't really been drafted um, in over for a, a month. while. Yeah. But even then pick six, uh, pick, sorry, pick seven was the six Oh six. Okay. So like I'm looking at it already in best ball, right? So let's, just let, let's even say to default to 606 for the pick number, right? Not not the name, because I, I, I'm not going to disagree with you on that point. We, we already talk about that quite a bit. 304 in best ball, not a quarterback mm -hmm. for, I mean, because I think there's a chance in the that first can buy you a fourth, fifth round pick, but let's even say it's a sixth. Let's even say we're just going to the sixth, and um, David Njoku is what? He is probably like the eighth? Eighth, ninth. Yeah, there he is. Uh, no, he's, he's ninth round. Sorry. So uh, ninth and then the 25 second. I think the biggest thing for me is the three for one in best ball for That's a non-quarterback is just a smart process play. When I think about liquidity and what I'm able to do, and you've seen, I'm not just talking. You can see what I do with picks all the time. It's Here's the thing. It, the 107 for me is what's intriguing about it is a lot of times in these leagues that are just starting, people are, oh, that's late. That's late. Like they just totally – 107 guarantees it's not late too. That's the other interesting part about it, it for me. I'm, I'll be honest. Like I still have, a, I have a hard time doing it because of my Gibbs love. But I think in process, I got to take the top side. So um, I like yeah. Mr. Wonderful side. I know we're split on this, but uh, we can move we, on. We're we we're massively split on it too. And it, it's just the the thing about Jameer Gibbs, right? You, you're selling them for a first, something that's not worth a first in David and Joku, and a future second that's a few years out, right? If Jameer Gibbs comes out week one, week two, week three. And he has a 20-point game somewhere in there at mm -hmm. all, and he mm -hmm. does. Or, I mean, he doesn't even have to do it. He looks really good in, in preseason, does something in training camp that builds the hype. You're talking about a guy that's easily, easily worth two, two firsts, just generic. And one of them's probably going to be the 107, right? And you're going to get a future one on top instead of two seconds worth in return of, of a, a – tight end and a, a future 25 seconds so just that's, my opinion that's, like yeah but that's where that's where the format to me is so different mike best ball in lineup man in lineup i'm listen i'll send this in lineup honestly like i'm i'm very in on Gibbs. so in lineup okay i secure the asset i want in best ball i have liquidity and three different pieces that's where for me I, i'm willing to do this top side in best ball versus in lineup so that's that's the, that's what make, that's what makes it different for me um because i just think especially given that it's a running back mike as much as i do love gibbs there's i know there's so many running backs in season that i could trade for even when it's 107 that give me maybe not gibbs but maybe not even the dynasty market that gibbs has but you know similar points per game in a best ball just give me the extra shots so that's part of why i, I say that on the top um, all right, so let us know. We're, Mike and I are very split, apparently. Mike's, I, I thought we were a little split. Mike said very split. So let us know which side you want in the comments, damn it. 12-team Superflex lineup start 10, Mike. We got a three-way trade, so we're coming off of a very split thing. Typically when these happen, Mike and I uh, we like to fight each other. So this one will be interesting, a three-teamer, Mike. Ready to do a three-team trade? Yeah, oh, I am. Oh, except I'm out here uh, fast-forwarding too far. I'm ready to go to the next one. Excited. We just got to the, uh, the three-team. All right, beware the hair. 
T. Higgins and Rondell Moore are being acquired by him. We already got the Rondell thing going early. Um, oh, boy. He's sending away Jordan Love, Jalen Hyatt, and a 24-second, Mike. Uh, Glanman is getting Kenneth Walker in a 24-second that's coming from Beware the Hair. Um, he is sending away Higgins. So this second person's getting Kenneth Walker in a 24-second for Higgins. Um, and then you got uh, GB Fran. So uh, see the Jordan Love thing going on in GB. Kind of makes sense. Jordan Love and Jalen Hyatt being acquired for Rondell Moore and Kenneth Walker. Mike, a lot of moving pieces, three different teams. Um, a lot of times when I see these multiple team ones, I kind of look at each thing coming in and out for each team. Mm -hmm. But I'm kind of curious your process too here. That's exactly what I do. I just see what you got versus what you sent out, and I just go from there, and I break them down as individual trades. So, right, right. Uh, we start at the top. T. Higgins and Rondo Moore send out Jordan Love, Jalen Hyatt, a 24-second. I smash the hell out of that and line up start 10, man. I want T. Higgins and Rondo way over Love, Hyatt, and the second. No and, question and, about it. And Easy. you and I were a little different on Rondo Moore, and I cannot fully agree more that I would take Higgins – in this package because here's the thing right love is a quarterback in lineup start 10 and quarterbacks can move and i know there's variance there but for me like higgins is so much more secure and valuable in the points per game department and how much he can be different than is a the upside wild card of jordan love for me so that's totally what makes it here the the second one kenneth walker in a second for T. Higgins. Now, this one I don't love, and I would actually prefer the T. Higgins side, but I do understand the Kenneth Walker in the second part. Yeah. If I am flush with wide receivers, um, Kenneth Walker is a good one also to kind of make your bet on, right? Yep. Like, I think he's still a fantastic talent. Uh, maybe the Charbonnet situation is overblown. Maybe Zach Charbonnet isn't actually a, a good running back. Now, I, I, I don't think that. Uh, I don't project that. I think he's a good running back, and I think this is a nightmare timeshare. But there is an outcome that, that could happen where Kenneth Walker still does some of the similar things that he did last year and an elite clip. And if I needed a running back, I was flush with wide receivers. Let me get the running back and let me get the second round pick just as a little bit of insurance, just in case I'm wrong. I go ahead and make that deal. Now, just in a vacuum, I would rather have T. Higgins, but I do understand. I'm, that I'm with side. you. I'm 100% with you. No disagreements. I think I want Higgins in lineup start 10. Um, when we get to receivers and running backs in the same type of range as far as the high-end wide receiver versus high-end running back, like I, 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 and now I'm learning to lean the wide receiver. Yes. Um, and here, like I still like, I like Walker quite a bit, man. So it's it's tough for me there, but you got to be real about what Charbonnet means to his upside. I do like the 24-second coming over, but like T. Higgins in a vacuum is the one I want. But I think on value-wise, like I understand the process of what, what Glamman's doing. It's just not something I would typically want to do now. The last part, if I got to send away George, or, uh, Kenneth Walker and Rondell Moore and I get back Jordan Love and Jalen Hyatt, I probably don't feel too good about it. Like I'd rather have the pieces I sent away, but I'm not a big Jordan Love guy. But I don't know this dude's quarterback situation. And right. sometimes when you're such – your back's up against the wall at quarterback, maybe Love is only going to be his QB3. I imagine, though, if you're willing to send away Kenneth Walker – He's probably going to be your QB too. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. And if Jordan Love actually comes out and surprises us that he's fairly decent or serviceable this year, I'm not going to be shocked. I don't think he's a very good quarterback personally because um, he's had multiple opportunities to never beat out Aaron Rodgers. And then when he, you know, not that that's an easy feat. All right. Don't, I, 
Aaron Rodgers is a future Hall of Famer. But when Rodgers has missed time and Jordan Love has played, it hasn't been the most spectacular outside of uh, one Christian Watson like house call that he did all right. the work last year. I haven't seen a lot from Jordan Love. Um, yeah, I think I don't. I don't really like it. I don't like it, but uh, I do understand it. It just, man, I don't know if I want to pay Kenneth Walker that i don't want to sell them that low you know for a guy I, I get that's you. probably like a, what i don't know where jordan love goes in startups now but it's probably what seventh eighth round i have somewhere it right over here that. i'll pull it up I, I i'll be honest i know pretty much all of them but jordan love is one that has actually fluctuated like pretty he's drastically kind of an enigma, ain't he? right he goes up he goes down people are in people are uh out. he's I, actually going ahead of aaron Rodgers now uh late seventh so <laughs> okay <laughs> whatever but 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 here i think that's actually key though mike and that's kind of what i was going to get to but we talked the startup it's it's good let me just say i think from some of my own teams now i don't know how his team's built you've already alluded to that right gb fran but mike i have some of these teams in lineup where you know i was so staunch in my running back love last year right that i did not roster construct appropriately and i looked my team in the mirror and it's like man okay so now i got like Kenneth, like I have a team, I think off the top of my head, lineup start 10, same exact settings. And I'm, I got Najee, I got Kenneth Walker. I have, you know, um, who do I got? Uh, Tony Pollard. I have Javante. I have DeAndre Swift. It's like, man, right. one, this, these are not the assets you want to be holding that many of. And I, I've learned now that, like, if, for example, if this came to me in that, in that league, Mike, which is the same settings, I'm doing it, man. I'm doing that. Wow. And the reason is, is because I don't really want to get stuck with Jordan Love. But I believe that even whether, if it's my quarterback three, I feel actually okay about it. Because there's wild card upside and it's just, it's a starting mm-hmm. quarterback. But I think the, the what's happening in startups and how people are already getting crazy with Jordan Love has not been able to play or even mean anything. And now all of a sudden people are excited. Like it gets me to the quarterback room. It gets me the quarterback table, right? So right. now I can start having a, a trade conversation up the ladder at quarterback where Kenneth Walker wow. doesn't okay. do that. Yeah. So that's the thing for me in lineup start 10 that actually is like, okay, if I was rostered with too many running backs, dude, I'm doing this. And I know for me, I don't like Jordan Love at all. Yeah, I don't have many shares, but like when I think about this, I'm doing it. Because the other thing is, I know you and I disagree on Rondell Moore. I, not as much as you and I think, probably. Like, I like him still quite a bit. But if you told me I just get to pivot for a, a wide receiver that I'm not t- horribly out on, like, that piece to me, one for one, that swap doesn't mean a whole lot. So I'll, I'll take the the U3 role, get the quarterback discussion, and see what I can do now adding to Jordan Love to get that to a better quarterback. And I think there's a different conversation than Walker there. You know, I don't hate that. You, you brought up a great point about it. Like, if I am going quarterback hunting, if I'm going – to the table trying to get an elite option at quarterback i bring kenneth walker to the table and people go piss off just what are you doing dude get out of here right get out of my face get out of my face i don't got time for you not that i think jordan loves a fantastic asset or anything or even if i don't believe in him but i'm bringing a starting nfl quarterback to the table and people go okay right they can they can tell themselves a story exactly Exactly. They can tell themselves a story about Jordan Love. They can't tell themselves a story about a running back or another position player outside of the elite, elite one. So, yeah, I'm with you. That makes a lot of sense. This is one of the weird things, man. Um, I was we, just going to say the same thing you're going to say, dude. What, when I'm looking at it, it's like I don't love this for anyone other than the where they're But when I look at it after, it's like 
I don't actually mind this for any three of the teams, and right? that's really hard to do in a three-way trade. There almost yeah. always is a team that's like yeah, exposed. Somebody got yes, <laughs> somebody got bent over, and it's not pretty. Uh, wow. No, uh, all three of these. Well, uh, I definitely, I definitely love be, Beware the Hair side. I think he's getting the best asset in T. Higgins personally. Uh, the rest of it, not too bad. Not too bad. I mean, really, man, like. I think Glanman is the worst off here, personally. Um, like, I would not want to send Tegans for Walker in the second, but at the same time, we've already talked about, like, I could I could see if you had deep receivers, yeah. someone doing this. So when I look, and that's the worst one for me, uh, good God, I, that, I don't know how long it took, that took for y'all to make, but that's pretty impressive to come out with that, honestly. All right, Mike, so we got another one here. Go H Devil is uh, acquiring Cooper Cup, Juju Smith-Schuster, Darnell Mooney, and a 24 fifth, which I mean, come on, man. Like, uh, I guess it's a part of the deal. El Filippo is getting um, Amon Ross St. Brown, if we're going to really say what's on the other side. Yeah. Um, Michael Wilson from Arizona and a 24 second, which is supposedly mid to late based on what I'm reading here. He put on the, on the trade, it's a best ball 12 team, super flex, PPR, tight end premium. We're starting 12. Mike, um, yeah. what are we doing? What's Amon Ra worth I, to you? I, I love Amon Ra to death. And and I'll talk to him blue in my face about how concerned I am about Cooper Cup. It's one way or the other. Either he's going to smash or it's just going to kind of be a mid. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, this is pretty easy for me in best ball. In, in lineup, it would be a different story unless like you could actually reasonably start Juju or Darnell Mooney. Um, but in a best ball, definitely those guys have the opportunity to make your lineup. I'll take the uh, the three for one, essentially. I, you can throw the second in there as a piece, but three for two then. That's what I was uh, only going to say. That that That's a, honestly the part that makes it a little closer for me is like – is because I would say like Mooney or a second or Juju or a second or fair. Right. So then all of a sudden it's like now when I really look at it, would you get off of Amon Ra for the risk in the upside swing of Cup, given you're going to get, let's say, Juju back or get Mooney back? I, this is the thing. I love Juju way too much. <laughs> I know you do. We've had, we've had, he's probably, uh, we talked a little earlier about like Rondale. Like, I think Juju's one we're actually very different on. Um, but in best ball, I will agree. Like, I, even though I don't love him, in best ball, I'll take him all day, every day, um, twice on Sunday. I, I want Juju in best ball. From a best ball perspective, I mean, he dealt with the uh, the target void that is Travis Kelsey in the Kansas City yep. Chiefs offense. The so black hole. As, as much as you want to give him credit for playing with Patrick Mahomes, it's a it's a black hole when you play with Travis Kelsey and just how featured he's been over the years. Right. Um, Especially last he, year. And he doesn't provide the same things that Tyreek Hill did, which made him really good. But we also saw when Tyreek Hill left – he had his best year he's ever had in fantasy. So right. there's something to it. And Tyreek Hill also offered what – like they were such a yin and yang where Kelsey just destroys you over the middle of the field but has upside right. to do more things. And Tyreek Hill, if you sleep on him at all, Mahomes will hit him for 80. So it's just – it was a tough think, thing to feature against. I think Juju being the number one receiver in New England with Mac Jones, who we have seen in his rookie year be a highly efficient quarterback, a good quarterback. Um Juju's kind of going to be a target hole. Now, is he an elite wide receiver? Hell no. But in best ball, this is a guy last year with the void of Travis Kelsey had two spike weeks and made your lineup five times total throughout the year. 
I was going to say, I think I, I, I will say though in best ball, Mike, which this is the form we're talking about. I will say the difference to Juju last year and this year isn't really any different on the floor. Like I think it might even be maybe maybe it's even a better floor. Maybe he even has a six consistent. But I do think not gonna say it's impossible that he has a spike week, but I think the spike week opportunities with Mahomes, even though there's better um target competition with Travis Kelsey, he's not gonna have the target competition. I don't I don't envision the spike week upside for Juju. And in best ball, I think that does mean a lot. I think it's a, a better consistency possibly is there. But I'm not going to say you can't spike. Anybody can spike on any given team, any player. We've seen it. But like I think the ceiling comes down a little bit for Juju is the only difference in best ball. But I still want plenty of him. I, I am probably way too in on Darno Mooney just at cost where yeah. he is. I don't think he's a nothing burger in best ball specifically. I mean, he did have only one week last year where he would have made your lineup in best ball. But also – I don't know. Maybe it was me being so wrong on him last year. Uh, He definitely doesn't have the traits to be an alpha, uh, to be that guy. So maybe him being with another guy is is actually going to bring the best out in Darnell Mooney again. Cup, Amon-Ra, close enough where it's just like, okay, I can see the the second part. I get that. Uh, The other part, though, Juju and Mooney in the fifth, for whatever reason, a fifth tossed in way, 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 way over. The Michael Wilson. Thing. That, that's why I kind of wanted to make sure I walked through all the pieces because when I, Mike, um, before we get out of this trade real quick, I think the reason I still um, personally want the top side is what I see very clearly, which wasn't described here at all, but this is Go H Devil making a push. And so, yeah. like in best ball, I think one of the things you can do, and I do a lot of, and you probably look at my trades and are like, man, what are you doing? These aren't real and all this. I can guarantee you they're verified. Uh, they're real. But one thing I do is play up the edges of what I think are disparities in this time of the year. And I think yeah. – I'm not going to say Amon Ra is not a positional difference maker and a possible warp monster. Like I, I love Amon Ra, but right now what he has going for him is that he's not old. He's young. He's produced where Cooper Cup is not that. Right, so if you tell me my I'm making a one to two year push, I think Cooper Cup this season versus Amon Ross St. Brown absolutely is in the range of points per game, barring health, and maybe even beats him. It, now we saw we saw last year from a best ball perspective, it didn't matter barring health. Amon Ross had a in great ten week. weeks in ten weeks for Cooper Cup. Amon, right, Amon Ross had a great week, but I look at my spike week consistency rank, week ranks, and uh, Cooper Cup is comfortably three spots ahead of him and he didn't play for you know seven weeks and so and that was what i was going to say i think if i'm projecting i would say cautiously optimistic about cooper cup yeah. like i think it's very reasonable that he beats out Am- i or at least stays even minimum like they're right. relatively close in the consistency spike week department so but if you told me i all i'm going to do is forego age not not saying that's nothing dynasty i want to make sure everybody knows that's something age is something it is. But if I'm going to pick up in best ball, see Juju and Darnell Mooney, and I'm going to get off of, I guess, forget the fifth, forget uh, Wilson, and forget the second, right? Like, this is a this is a nice deal, man. Like, I'm going to say I really applaud Go H Devil, and this is something that you can do if you're not going to get caught up and hung up on, like, I want to form this monster that just can't be beaten. And you want to have this, right. like, seven-year team that just doesn't exist, man. I'm going to find – I'm going to have one of these teams, um, but you're probably not. All right. So th- I want to make sure like don't 
honestly, honest to God, don't ch- people try to chase this like crazy juggernaut team that won't be beaten for seven <laughs> years? Go win one or two years and get out, and then play for free for those seven years. This is a very good trade, I think, by Go Age Devil, and I think the yes. the fact that I could talk about how the second might be for one of the receivers this time of year, I like what he did. Um, I'm gonna yeah. move on to the next one, but I I like that type of stuff this time of year where it's like, all right. All right, I'm getting off of Cooper Cup, who you probably – here's the thing. If this team had Cooper Cup in the run he had last year and then lost, and now it's like, all right, I've been waiting to get off my Cooper Cup share. You get Amon Ross St. Brown, oh, I'm just losing Mooney, who now stinks, and Juju, who stinks. Best ball, ladies and gentlemen. Best ball. Mm-hmm. Winner. Animal. Winner. Totally different animal. And, winner, uh, winner, I like chicken dinner. You, boom, you know? Well well played, man. I like that one. <laughs> what the hell? Mike, I had to put this one on for you, buddy. And I also wanted to make sure that I read it for podcast first. Mr. Shy Guy, who I'll be honest, this name does not fit him at all. I, I, I'm, a, I'm just envisioning him in the DMs and the offers making crazy stuff. He's trading with ping pong butts, Mike. Um, now, this is the 40 Chess Dynasty trade show, but this is, you know, South Harmon, the shit show. This is, this is, I. Disgusting. It's 25 second going to Mr. Shy Guy. Of ping pong butts versus Jalen Warren going to ping pong butt. And I mean, I'm just going to say this before I kick it to Mike. I, I don't, like, I really just genuinely don't understand other than he is a guy that has an opportunity given an injury to Najee Harris to take a workload that people are excited for um, in a lineup start 10, which this is a 12 team Superflex PPR, two point tight end premium lineup start 10. Um, like that, I, that's why I don't understand the Jalen Warren hype is because last year with Najee and his most, uh, let's call it injury riddled year, he's got a bone in his foot. He's, he's not anywhere near what we expected him and hoped he was going to be. He didn't do anything. And right. now it's like, we're, we're seeing the following almost come stronger this year when yeah. Najee is probably going to be much more healthy going into this season. And they still have him as a first round running back on a rookie contract and have shown as a team right that has the same head coach and same GM, they almost never turn over what they did with Lev Bell. They want to abuse and use this guy. Jalen right. Warren, to me, makes no sense for a second-round pick. And then I think I think the big kicker, Mike, before I kick it to you, is the 2.0 tight end premium makes seconds even better. Yes. I don't I don't care if it's 25. It, it, I'm, I'm done. I got nothing left to say. Mike, what do you got? <laughs> you hit on some of the points, man. Jalen Warren had his uh, opportunity when Najee had a broken foot and a steel-plated and uh, he didn't do much of value. I mean, I don't know. People look at some metrics and they go, well, he looked good. Okay, but from a fantasy perspective, what did he do, Adam? His weekly finishes, right? 74, 66, 53, 59, 30, 72, 46, 28, 24, 53, 51, 41, 27, 52, 18, and 34. Outside of the 18, which is the only one I'd be interested in, because you are an above average option on the week at running back. An above average option. Like, I don't care about the 24, right? That is the worst RB2 that you can possibly have. Can't get any worse than that in a 12 team league. Can't. Sure, sure, right. You gave me no advantage whatsoever. You were Zero. just placeholder. Yep. I could find placeholders all over the place. Right. Um, but that's what – I'm sorry, go ahead. Wait, I'll let you finish. The other things I've heard, well, they're going to run the ball. You don't think last year when they had a rookie quarterback playing for most of the time they didn't want to run the ball? They did, and they tried, and it didn't work out so well. 
Now I know they've improved the offensive line. I know that they drafted Darnell Washington, who's a fantastic blocker. But you don't left tackle that, at tight end, right? You don't think if we're also projecting George Pickens to have a better year and Kenny Pickett to have a better year and the offensive line to give him more time that they're kind of going to cancel out with efficiency? Second year quarterback, more comfortable well, in the system, not a rookie. The the only the only thing that means, Mike, if you're going to give a Jalen Warren argument, which I'm not going to do, but just speak for the other side is. The offense maybe has more opportunities to score and is more efficient, but it's not it's not weighing out anything, man. Like I, I don't I don't get it, man. I don't get it. Because here here's the biggest point to me. Even if you're like Adam, you make no sense with all the points I made earlier. Fine. Mm, let, let, let let's say you fight me. I got plenty of the Savage tier members that fight me all the time. We just talked about this on AMA. Fine. Okay. But why do I want seconds in a format like this? Starts. starts i can go in the middle of the year buy starts and send a 25 because here's the thing if you're the mr shy guy side right okay let's say Najee goes down let's say you you had a, a crystal ball and Jalen warren is going to take over the the Najee harris role okay you lose on this deal sure fine deal i'll concede that yep but the process right now is you don't have a crystal ball all right now if you did have a crystal ball and you could tell yourself the flip side of this all right, I know who's going to get hurt. I know what teams are going to have what running backs, and I know what weeks are going to happen. And I'm going to have two 25 seconds and my 24 second, and maybe some other pieces you pick up. What can I buy? How many can I buy? How many Jalen Warrens can I buy that actually are in the position to take a Najee Harris role? Maybe not even that much, but to take the 1A role in an offense for three, four weeks during an injury, right? Maybe Javante goes down. And nobody says anything about the Denver running backs, but somebody's going to want to play them if they have the right roster construction, right? Like, that's where the process, on top of the insanity of buying this running back at this time of year, ludicrous. Yeah. Absolutely. And I get the <laughs> ping pong butt name more and more now. This is a this is the kind of deal, right? The 25 second is what you use in season. When they're like, Najee Harris is not playing week 10, Jalen Warren's getting a start. I take that 25 second and I buy Jalen Warren or a Jalen Warren Boom. type. You know what I mean? That's right. what I do. Because if he's, I don't it, buy him, I don't buy him in June. <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm, nah, I I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I, you know what? And I'll say this I, I was wrong on things last year. I, if I'm wrong on Jalen Warren, I want to hear it in the comments now. Is, is I want you to, to tell say? me now and I want you to come out and tell me in the future. I just, for me, I don't, I don't see it. Is it crazy for me? And maybe I'm so out on Jalen Warren. I'll sell Jalen Warren right now to anybody for any 25 third you want to give me. Any. That might be crazy. That, okay. 24, 24 third, I think I agree with you. The 25 third is just that it's uh, two years out and two to void where like cause, – cause can I tell you why? It's not even that you're – I know what you're doing. You're leaning into the fact that you're not a believer. For me, it's that, okay, I'm not going to do that because it's like the Keishon Boutte thing. Like I sold him to you for that third devalue. Right. Somebody else will come by Jalen Warren. That's my problem with that trade. It's not that you're you. wrong in the process. It's like, look at this. Look at this. This is this is June. June 6th. Yeah, yeah. There's no reason to buy a running back with liquidity in two years right now. None. No, I'm good. Unless you have inside sources that Najee just is, you know, got committed a crime, isn't gonna play, he's got hurt. Like what I need to stop, man. I shouldn't be this upset about a trade. Um, I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to let you guys get me worked up today. I already told Mike I wouldn't let it happen. Um, <laughs> what, all right. What the? Oh my gosh! <laughs> I said I wouldn't get worked up, and look at this. 
No, I'm just playing. This was, uh, apparently this was done off the backbones of Savashemester. Mikey and I were talking about some teams of his, uh, you know, it's kind of the dead period. We're trying to see if we could wake some things up in leagues and catch some attention to people, right? Mike, you got a deal done. Um, we'll get to on next show, but you found out even though you liked the deal, you could have got it at a better price and a better quarterback possibly. Yep. So then Dr. B. Harris is sitting there, and, and like he should, right? Uh, shout out to patreon.com forward slash South Harmon. Currently, Savage is uh, is full. We got all 35 members full. But he's sitting there listening, and he's thinking, okay, how do I apply this in my leagues? And he sent out enough offers and found the one Josh C. zero one that took it. <laughs> all right, now for the trade. Dr. B. Harris, 724, is receiving Lamar Jackson. That's it. The reason I say that's it is because it's a uh, a long trade that I barely could fit in the box for those listening on podcasts. Big one. He sends away Donovan Peoples-Jones, Tajay Spears, Jalen Reed, a 24 third, his own 25 first, and a 24 first from T-Miz. Now, I don't know how that team projects. It's not in the trade. Uh, kind of irrelevant when we're talking about a Lamar Jackson, but uh, just, you know, giving context as much as I can. This is a – now, he, here's where it gets egregious. 12-team Superflex, second part, half PPR. <laughs> Lineup start nine. Lineup start nine already is seven spots to catch up. Now it's half PPR. Yeah. What? Yeah. Mike, I told you I wasn't going to get mad. I'm, I'm, not, I'm actually just I'm, – I'm proud of the kid. I just – I don't understand – other than you just overwhelmed, this is kind of like Ray talks about, you just hit him with so much stuff, you just overwhelmed him with like yep. value and what he can get and he maybe doesn't have enough depth. This is criminal activity, man. This is criminal. Donovan Peoples-Jones, half PPR lineup start nine. Zero. Clogger. Tajay Spears, maybe. I like maybe. him. I like him in that format. But he's, he's yeah. so far off the relevant and the radar of Lamar. Jaden Reed, probably a zero. I like yeah. him, but- yeah, I, I'll, I'll roster him. Like he's not DPJ because he's he's young, and if he has he's a cup and value, to smash for sure, smash for me to feel comfortable at any in, point in this keeping year. him. Half PPR, right, in right, starting him. I'm 100 percent with you there. I think the big thing for him and uh, wide receivers yeah. in this range I've seen is I've seen like two three weeks of decent yeah. performance, and all of a sudden, boom, keep trade cut goes crazy. Bye bye, Jaden Reed. Like, and, and Romeo Dobbs didn't have DC. This is a guy that people actually like his profile, and it's a second you. round pick. So that that. Uh, by the way, none of these to, for, to caveat. None of these are even amounting even to the realm of Lamar. By the way, so far, but I'm with you. Twenty fourth, third. We just talked about it. We'll buy you a spot spot start at running back position. Right. That's probably the best you're going to hope for. Let's call that uh, like you could get by a Jalen Warren type, or even maybe less that just has an opportunity at some point. Right? Two first, okay. Cool. But you sold this for two firsts and a bag of junk. Here's the other That's, thing, though. It's like the 25 first from the team you're sending Lamar for for this package. Yeah, no thanks. Like you tell me it's two 24s and I got a chance at two of them being top six. Having okay. a little different conversation about right. even adding Lamar with not getting it. There's no quarterback right. back. Mike, this is the biggest part about this trade that we haven't even touched on because all the points you made are correct. There's not a quarterback track. coming back in lineup start nine when it's half PPR, and it's Lamar yeah. after he's been paid. Like, th <laughs> this was some of the stuff you'd see typically when people are like, he's not going to play for a year. Right. He, he's probably going to sit out this year because I don't want to. I don't want to get stuck with him. He hasn't played the last two playoffs. He won't play for Baltimore. They won't pay him. Fine. Right. 
then it's still criminal, but it's like, all right, I know there's panic. He's got a bag. He got paid. What? What more do you want? So you waited until he got paid to do this. This is and what man- you did. Mandatory Todd Munkin offense. Got like, to throw that in there. Imagine waiting on L- Lamar panic to get to now and do this. So for this. Yeah, I'm good, man. <laughs> DPJ Spears, Jaden Reed, like back end seconds, a third, a 25 first, and then, I mean – Mike, Listen. we don't even know what what we don't even know anything about the team is team. What what if this team is team projects as like a possible contender? I mean, my goodness, gross. gross. Get me out of here. Get me out of here. I told you I was going to get upset. Uh, we I I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. All right, Mike. Uh, Waddle and Tuna. This was a, this was one I had to hit him up for settings, context, everything. One for one like this, Mike. A year ago, could you imagine if we were looking at a trade like this, what we would have done? Yeah, you guys are dumb. How dare you? All right, so let's talk about it, though. Now it makes sense. Waddling Tuna. This is a 12-team Superflex PPR lineup start 10. Waddling Tuna is trading with uh, Ed Gus. Saquon Barkley straight up for Drake London. I asked him about settings. It's vanilla. PPR, nothing crazy. He does have a loaded – I shouldn't say loaded. He has a a deep receiver room. Um, He's still left with guys like T. Higgins – I think like Hollywood Brown was like his wide receiver five. There's none that are like, oh my gosh, a warp monster, but he's got four to five still very, very good wide receivers, top 25 guys, top 30 guys. In the running back room of his, he needed something. So he's trading Drake London straight up for Saquon. What do you think right now, man? Like honestly, given as much as we love Saquon, like the uh, the age thing, like I'm still willing to bet on him, but he's getting older, right? And he's on a franchise tag right now. We still don't know what that looks like. Versus Drake London, who has some things in his profile and analytics, the targets, promising stuff. But we're talking they drafted Bijan. They still don't have a great quarterback. The passing volume. They were the one team last year, Mike, that ran more than they threw. All that being said, what do you think? Value-wise, if we just talk about it, most people are probably going to want the Drake London, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Receiver. Mm -hmm. Start talking about these upper echelon receivers. Uh, the upper echelon running backs, one for one. I've also changed where it's just like, yeah, I'll probably just take the receiver. It's safer. It's safer. Uh, without context, especially, right? Just like it's not as risky, and it's also something that the market as a whole values receivers like crazy. Let's also say this, though. If I have to push the button on a lineup start 10, if I built my team correctly, Drake London is probably nothing more than my wide receiver three at best. Right. Maybe in, in a great scenario, he's wide receiver two, but he's not much different than the wide receiver three if you built it right, right? Yep. Uh, Saquon Barkley, on the other hand. Um, hero RB still, type. Hero RB, man. That's uh, the pivot. From a value perspective, you lost. From a team building perspective, depending on the way the rest of your team is at, Mm-hmm. I can see this, man. And I can still get behind the Saquon Barkley thing. Had a great year. And what they do, second round, they came out, they drafted probably the best, if not one of the best, run-blocking offensive linemen in the entire class. And John Michael Schmitz, I can get behind it. They really didn't upgrade the uh, the weapons <laughs> outside of Darren Waller in New York. Uh, you know, they took Jalen Hyatt. I kind of like him, you know. Wanda will be coming back from the ACL, but it's just a bunch of like, eh, is the wide receiver room really that much better than it was last year? 
I don't know. They're still going right. to lean heavily right. on Saquon for another year. It's a decent enough offense. It's an ascending team that just filled the hole at offensive line that was pretty big, and they filled it with one of the better players in the draft. Yeah, for think- just this year, for 2023, are you going to tell me who scores more fantasy points? Not gonna I'll, lie to you. I'll, I'll take, I'll take the Barkley. I'll take the Barkley. Now here's the you know what the crazy part though is, Mike, about this. I think as a, as a total trade and just um, let's talk about the process before the players, right? Right. Like trading out of a receive a running back that is getting older who has had injury history but has been very good at times, uh, elite. Elite. But you're getting out of him at you know what is he 26 now and on the older side. You're getting into a young ascending receiver. In a process play, a lot of people are going to be like, oh, yeah. Go do that. You can buy back a cheap running back later in a lineup start time. <laughs> okay, cool. Now, let me just say this, though. If we're going to talk about this trade with context of players and the team building he has going on. Mike, here's the crazy part, though. When we talk about startup ADP, now I know this isn't everything, but it just gives context. Mm-hmm. The value actually, Mike, is on Saquon Barkley. At the 303 versus the 407. That's a round and a half. I would not have expected that before looking at our South Harmon ADP tracker, which is all pulled from Sleeper Real Money League, 1,674 drafts pulled from. That's a lot. So, okay. Now that's in startups. You're like, all right, well, someone just is saying at this point, yeah, they got their two quarterbacks. Let me go get Barkley and let's go try to win. All right, so let's say it's not a full round and a half when we just take context out of it in team building. But let's say it's even close enough. Mm-hmm. Why not go ahead and make the plunge on the running back worth doing it for? The guy that is the elite prospect that when healthy, even when not healthy, I mean, he played through a, through a high ankle in year two that most people wouldn't even play through and was the top 10 running back. Why would it not be for this guy? I know Drake London's great, and I know a lot of the um, the targets earned. A lot of the, the metrics for him are good. But how do we confidently project before 2025 that this is going to be a situation which allows him to thrive in a points per game uh, opportunity? That 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 is where I think for me, all the stuff I said about the process, there are going to be exceptions and intricacies to stuff, and I think that's why I like having a little bit longer discussion on trades here, yeah. and why I will take the Barkley on this side. Uh, shout out to uh, Cooper's tool, our tool. SouthHarmonFF.com. Go check it out. Warp Tool. Plug Boom. Perfect plug. Saquon Barkley last year. 13th overall player in Warp. Do you want to take a guess where Drake London was? Yes. Uh, page three, four, five. <laughs> you wish. <laughs> Let's go page 11. Oh, the my goodness. 102nd player in Warp. Oh, my bad. I, I was, uh, I forgot that the entries are 10 now. I was thinking like 25. Um, oh, I get you. I get you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was thinking like out, just outside the top 100. Okay. Triple good. digits, we're, baby. Yeah. Triple we're, digits. uh, <laughs> now, okay. Well, I had a mic. Yeah. I laugh now. That was last year. This is this year. <laughs> okay. Okay. Again, with Drake London, I can't confidently project anything other than he is a, uh, Young guy that I want to target and have in Dynasty, but I can't project with the situation that it's all of a sudden this difference maker at the position where Barkley is one of the guys I'm willing to bet on even with the age. Here's another one, man. This is why I love the warp tool and I love digging in because I, I you shock yourself. 
Take out Drake London, man. Uh, who's another young wide receiver that people love? Jalen Waddle. They have for a beautiful. While. Boom. Right. Jalen Waddle. Second. And, and Jalen Waddle's year. typically more value, but they're similar enough. We'll just go with it, right? But Jalen Waddle had a good year. Good year. Where was he in warp? Barkley's thirteenth. Uh, I was gonna guess like late thirties. That was pretty good. Thirty third. Boom. That's an it's similar. Similar. Like if Drake London comes out and have a Jalen Waddle year like he did in the sophomore year, which was really good. Like I said, the value aspect of it long term, it's riskier. Right. I but think that production I think that's, standpoint, yes. if you're just looking at it and you're trying to build a team to put on the field this year, this is a no brainer for me, man. You take the that's, Saquon Barkley side. That's I think one of the things that sometimes can be um overlooked. Now, the time of the year to do this, it doesn't have to be done in June, right? But sometimes people want to play sometimes more on this uh, value retention conservative side with a guy like Drake yeah. London. Now, I love the guy. I, believe me, I have Drake London shares all over the place. But if I have a team that's ready to win right now, the only thing you could argue, in my opinion, is just you don't have to do this right now. What if Barkley gets hurt and then the value retention difference is mm -hmm. much different? But at the same time, why do you say that when what if Drake London is still wide receiver 31 in points per game and you're not going to get Drake London to the table of Saquon Barkley if he's a top five running back? So sometimes you make a bet given the time of year. I understand there's risk with the running back, but if you want to win, sometimes you got to take a little risk. I think the value is close enough if it's a one-for-one -one deal. You have a good receiver room built up already. When I know all the intricacies of it, the details, I want the Barkley side. I'm curious to see though. Uh, I'm not. I'm not even going to say if you take the the London side, you're wrong. I just knowing the context of what Waddling Tuna is doing, I want Barkley. Now, if you're telling me like you have got to rebuild, I'm not going to fight you. If you're like, okay, I'm going to get just this safe wide receiver, top 15 dynasty asset, not going to get hurt. I can trade, package up, package. Fine, right. but I right. think given the trade, it's a uh, it's fair enough, and I think I'll take the Barkley given what Waddling Tuna is doing. I'm with you, I'm with you, say come on. Let us know if, let us know if uh, you disagree, by the way. I want to hear it in the comments. I want to hear everything. All right, Mike. We got a, uh, a new patron, Matt Gomes. We have two trades in the same league, and um, we need to talk about the differences in the two. But then we'll also wrap it up into one trade. You know how we do it. We got yeah. to talk about it as one trade. So first one, you're acquiring Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews stack. Now, just to give uh, everyone the settings first, because this is going to be two trades. It's a 10-team, two-quarterback, PPR league, and it's lineup start nine. So we're going 10-team, shallows it out. But the elite quarterbacks and two-quarterback here are hyper-valuable. Even if it's 10-team, you can't hoard it, but you want the high-end ones and two-quarterback. So you're getting the stack, man. Uh, elite tight mm -hmm. end and the quarterback thrown on the football. Now, what was interesting to start it off, you're trading away Kelsey. Um, but, you know, yeah. man, Manders the Kelsey pivot's fine with me. Dak is definitely eh, as a quarterback i want two quarterback 10 team even but i want lamar over him swift is a little bit tricky for me but if that's what i lose in this Rasheed rice and 10 team fine so be it um personally in my opinion i'm curious if you differ on the first top trade on this the top trade uh i would rather have kelsey than mark andrews no no question about on that. a contender he, fair enough i get that no question i, I will say though the, 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 the stack one, does make up for the difference yes, though, where i'm kind of like like okay in the last I time that lamar played like almost a full year two years ago right andrews was very much in the kelsey conversation so let's just say that 
I can cancel those out because of the stack now. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Mm-hmm. The swap's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lamar for Dak Swift for She Rice. Uh, if that's the price I have to pay to go up to Lamar in a start nine, two quarterback, I know 10 team, it's a little bit less devalued, but it's still an elite warp option at the quarterback. Dak is fine, um, but if this is the price I have to pay to up tier, Consider I'm it paying done. it, no question about it. So, yes, yeah. top trade. I will take the Lamar Andrews, Mark Andrews stack. Love that trade. Great deal. Great deal All for right. him. Not, not so good for the other guy, but great deal for him. Yeah, I mean... Honestly, because it's 10 team, that's part of where like the DeAndre Swift thing for me falls out. Where yeah. like a 12 team lineup start nine, like I want to bet on my Swift love, but I'm already kind of like, man, I just, yeah. I'll do it for the right trade. We go to 10 team, uh, I'm, I'm not freaking out about losing Swift. All right, let's get to the bottom trade though to uh, make it a to total piece. So Matt Gomes, 40, new patron, came in flexing with the first deal, Mike. He comes in flexing because he must have seen uh, our stuff for a while, and especially my love for a specific player, one Cameron Akers. Stop playing with my name. Cam Akers, one of the few guys outside of like Christian McCaffrey that is putting up in PPR high 30-point games in the late part of the year. Um, this is a guy that, when given the opportunity – I think that's a big thing about Cam Akers. When given the opportunity, has been unbelievably good, even with injuries. The problem is nobody, everyone freaks out because you never know. I mean, he, he's not playing the, the start of the year behind Daryl Henderson, who's been sitting on a couch, I mean, as long as Mike and I have been doing content. So who knows what to make of him. I think that's part of the problem with him. He's getting into the older range for his rookie contract, and let's call it what it is, like he doesn't have the best market value. You're sending away – the 24 second, cool. Game, great. 25 first. I like Cam Akers a lot, Mike. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love fucking Cam Akers. Love. And I mean, I'm going to be towards the top of people you'll find out there. I'm, I'm, I'll put myself up with anybody. I was out here celebrating Cam Akers when people were saying he's, a, he's over. It's done. Um, Dust. I'll tell you the, I'll tell you the biggest point here. Like even if you're like you listen, you're so gung ho. You're like he's he's coming off the Achilles injury. Like if you just wanted to go bullish on the player and forget the process for a second. The problem I really have though, Mike, and and the biggest thing here is you're like okay, twenty five first devalued enough, ten team league, whatever. I'm gonna just forego it in a bet that you think is a bad one. This is your pick. I still would tell you overpaid, but you're going to do what you're going to do. Sometimes you're going to overpay for your guy. This isn't even your pick, though. Like, see, this is where I have a problem. It's like a top 10 pick in 2025 still is a hard thing to do to pay up for a running back. That's just, I mean, I'll tell you, I think Cam's still as talented as anybody, but this is already bordering on, like, what are we doing? Just a 125 pick, even if you think it's yours and it can be 10. You're making that bet now. The 24 second, like it, I can't. I, I'm about buying Cam Akers on contenders, um, especially after you made a move like the top one, where you're like, okay, now I'm really ready to go. But I do think there's also a point of like, all right, man, I know I'm in on him, and maybe I can't buy him, but I can find different level replacement at that position that doesn't cost me a first and a second, man. I probably got about like 28, 30 running backs. 
24 second random whatever my own i'm comfortable sending it now varying degrees of whether i think it's a good bet or a bad bet but it doesn't matter like i'm comfortable enough sending it you put it in your first man i'm good <laughs> i'm good man game makers definitely falls into that list of i like them uh we talked about the swift part like we've had swift on the show where i'm like i want to buy into swift um I'm not buying into DeAndre Swift, who I ranked just a few spots ahead of Cam Akers for a 25 first at this point. Like, I'm good, man. <laughs> Hard pass. Hard pass for me. So the, the bottom half, I can't get behind, man. I'll take the first and the second. The totality let, me, let me ask you this, let me ask you this real total- quick, though. Yeah, okay. 25 first your own on a team that you feel loaded for. Is it is it reasonable? Mm. It's reasonable, but I ain't doing it now. Okay. Oh, okay, okay, fair enough. Uh, timing, I definitely agree with also on the point, right? I ain't doing it now. But would you trade a 25 first on a team that you feel really good about? Let's say in like you're locked in one seed. Let's say, you know, Cam Akers is playing well enough. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think like that. that's, I think, the biggest point to me. Even if you're like, this is my guy, I'm going to do it now. The that's 25, the 25 first, I'm with you. I, w- I, would, I would rather do it in the fall. But – if you're just like really bullish, you want to do it now. The 25 first is absolutely where it has to stop for me. Period. Like that is mm-hmm. that is a hundred percent already. I'm overpaying. I'm already overpaying to go get my guy at the wrong time. There's no way you're getting my second. Like I'm just leaving the conversation. I love Cam Akers. I don't care if he's on my logo. I gotta walk away. I'll get some other running back a different time. So totality though. Go ahead, Mike. Totality. Totality of the deal, right? Um, let's say I swap Swift down to the bottom. And I put the first up there. 25 first, Dak, Rasheed Rice, Travis Kelsey for Lamar and Mark Andrews. You doing that? Yep. I think I still am. 100%. Lamar, I think in this format, is enough of an advantage versus Dak, especially when he's incentivized with money to play. Just illustrates the point that the whole key hinges on that extra second, right? (laughs) Right? Because if I go Cam Akers for Swift, same tier for me, I don't really give a shit. (laughs) Give me anything that's the plus. Well, let me ask you. I know you love Acres. I don't know yeah, where sure. you have Swift ranked or whatever, whether it's above them or below. But Adam, I imagine they're pretty they're pretty close together. And if I come to you and I go, give me your give me your Acres or give me your Swift, I'll send you Acres. You're gonna look at me and go, Nah, I'm good, man. As much as I love Cam Acres, or I may have Swift just a couple spots below them, there's no leverage in this deal. Give sure. me something. Sure. And, Let me and ask both you this of thing. us, both of us, if we were like, I'll give you a second on top, we're gonna smash the shit out of the deal, no matter how we feel about <laughs> DeAndre Swift. I do think, like, though, we, I will smash say this: it for a third, a I fourth. Will, I agree. Now, now, hold, the one thing I will say about the format, though, that's interesting, and it's not it has nothing to do with the point of Cam Akers and Swift. I, I agree with you there. Right. Uh, even though I probably actually lean Acres, they're the same tier for me. There's injury risk. There's not playing risk. There's all kinds of similarities. Yeah. I think if they both were given Lion's share of the workload, look out. But uh, I don't know when that's going to happen. Like I, We don't know if it'll happen. Exactly. I've seen them both do it. I've seen them both absolutely rip the roof off, but I can't project they're going to do it for a full year, and it's June. So, fine. I'm with you. Here's what I will say, though. 10-team, like these seconds all of a sudden, become, it's a lineup start nine. 12-team, I already am like, I'll trade seconds away if I get players I want. 10-team? probably going to throw away seconds if i have to do something to get my guy now to the point of swift adding a second to go get acres i'm not saying that but my point is if we go total deal so let's just forget that it's two deals 
Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, and Cam Akers. That's the side you get. You're sending away a 25 first, a 24 second, Rasheed Rice, which is another second in value and another person in this format I'm just cool on losing completely. DeAndre, because I think that's a lot of times what you'll draft in these 10-team leagues is those type of receivers that I'm just going to move again. Yeah, I don't care. DeAndre Swift, Dak Prescott, Travis Kelsey. Mike, bunch them up. It's one deal. Talk to me, one man. One big deal. Swift and Akers, cancel out. Yep. Andrews and Kelsey, cancel out because of the stack. Okay, so, so now it's now it's Lamar for, first, for Dak, Dak a, fir- first, a 25 first, a 24 second, or Rasheed Rice. And a throw-in piece like Rasheed Rice, which I really don't care about. You can cross them out of the deal for all I give a shit. I'm not doing a first and a second in Dak to go to Lamar. Really? No. I think I might intend to him. Whoa. <laughs> nah, I'm good. A 25. Because here's the thing. I, 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 let me go back to the point I was making earlier. Like, if you it told me it's. 25. If, if it's Dak and a 25 first. Because I think the Rasheed Rice you already talked about. Let's take it out of the deal. The 24, fir- 24 second to me um, is not enough to make me think like I'm going to really equate it in the, in the deal. So if it's a 25 first and Dak or Lamar in a 10 team, two quarterback league. This is a process thing that I've been learning more and more that I'm in different leagues and playing and formats. Lineup start nine if it's 10-team, which I'll admit I don't play in that, but knowing how the economies typically work when it's two-quarterback and the difference in points per game I think that Lamar offers with his legs and all the weapons they have, that's a bet I will be willing to do for my 25 first or someone else's 25 first given that it's devalued because I think that Lamar is a points-per-game scorer that is elite. Now, I'll admit, like if this is a 12-team start 10, 11, I'm telling you, no, hell no. You can get out of here. I'll just take with Dak. But I think in this format, because it's so tightly bunched up and it's so much more about elite quarterbacks, I'm willing to make the bet on Lamar, um, whereas in a lot of other formats, I would say no. Lamar and Dak basically played the same amount of games last year, if mm-hmm. you think about it. Because yes, Dak had that stretch where he missed. Early in the and, beginning of the year, he got hurt, right? And if I just look at their weekly finishes, very similar across the board, man. That's mm-hmm. why they're so close in the spike week, consistency week. They're, they're close enough where Dak's a good enough quarterback. Granted, I want Lamar 10 times out of 10, just not at the price that cost me a, a future first and a second. I just I, I don't want to make that bet. I don't think it's a tear jump enough. You replace Lamar with a Burrow. Uh, Allen hurts. No question. No okay. question. I, I guess for me, though, the the one thing that I will say – um, now to your point, like I agree with, I agree with the point you're making as far as, uh, the tiers difference, right. And like jumping up a higher tier, if there is a quarterback that I'm going to bet on after having the incentive and how, how much he's been upset about not being paid, how vocal he's been, how okay. there's been thinking of not, if there's a guy that I'm going to bet on, it's the one that has been the game breaker in a shallow format like this. Like if I'm going to, cause, cause I think in this format, Mike, Part of it is for me, I'm going to consolidate more so than I feel comfortable doing in a league like this um, because it's 10 teams start nine. Now, I will say that if you did do that, right, the caveat now becomes you better hit the bet because if you miss, that's part of the problem. If it hits, it's, if Lamar ends up being a top four or five quarterback, if he's in the Burrow range, you're, you're 100% in, right? Yeah. But the problem is if he doesn't, if he's injured again or he doesn't, Dak and him are close in points per game, you're going to hate this deal. So I think it's uh, concerning. I would say this. The top deal is a smash. 
The bottom deal is so overpaying, in my opinion, even for a guy that I love, that it convolutes the deal and makes it very close. I think overall, you gave up a lot of what you what you won in the top deal. Um, right. But at the, at the same time, this is your team, and I think you know. Matt, you know is a new patron, first time looking at – you know you overpaid on the bottom. That's a, that's a price. That's something you got to live with now. So right. hopefully you can make up for your overpay later. And I think Mike, that's something that you and I talk about plenty too. I, w- you, I will say this: you too. have to it, you have to make up for bad trades you make. If you win sixty seventy percent, you're better off. That's what I was gonna say. You illustrated the point too. When you combine them together, it's just all the more proof for you. Don't have to win every single trade. You don't. Yeah. Uh, as long as you're making a small profit every single time, <laughs> like if you're making a small profit on the totality of all the deals that you make in a league, you're fine. Hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. That's a big, big, big takeaway. Um, if you look at the deals individually, I definitely want the top one. Definitely don't so want much the on the bottom. One. Yeah. Definitely don't want the bottom one. You combine them together, we're having a conversation, right? It's not as bad. So, just uh, you know, keep keep it moving, man. Keep it moving. Keep trying to make progress. Getting better. If you can move that up to 80 percent of the deals, you're you're smashing the piss out of your league, right? You're your seven goat rings territory where it's just a joke. There you go. And, and I'll tell you one other thing though. Like I, I'll be honest. I I will sometimes overpay slightly in market when I know what I'm doing, not to the degree of what he did at the bottom, right? But there are sometimes where I think to get a bridge built, like a manager that's difficult to deal with, you make him feel like he won one. I'm not going to say go to the like send him something way over market like that, but you give him something that feels like he got the win that builds rapport where you can get over on him later, or at least get what you're looking for later. Sometimes that, that type of stuff can work. I just think that one even exceeds, um, what I'm trying to do in that, in that it's just, and and you're talking about the guy right here that is basically as far on the truther side as it gets for that guy. And it's still overpays for me. So you just, you're way over, you're way over market, but Hey, Maybe maybe you and I will be sitting here next year loving all the Cam Akers shares that I've had and rode through because nobody will ever give me the value of what I need, and it's just here I am. So uh, anyway, good trade show, Mike. Um, what are your thoughts today? Any, anything on the trade the trades we did today that make you stand out or thoughts in general? No, just some, uh, some really good, uh, good discussion on trades, some interesting ones, uh, some ones that were not interesting as far as just <laughs> wow. Wow, I had, congratulations to you. Uh, but it was good. And it's also good every time I can pull up the warp tool, just take a look and, and kind of open my eyes and go, you know, this is a different way to think about it. If I'm right. if I'm just thinking from market value all the time and not really thinking from a team building standpoint, the Saquon Barkley, Drake London thing was like, you know, you look at it and you go, okay, value wise, I know that London and Barkley are pretty similar. You know, startup wise, I get it. Barkley's ahead of them. But I'm just that sentiment out there with wide receiver. And then you look at it and you go, actual production wise, warp wise, the analytics that we have on it, not even close. Right. If, I, if I took the names out of it, I told you I'd trade you the 13th player in warp last year who's in the same situation You're in. for the 102nd player in warp who's in the exact same situation. <laughs> Which Correct. ones do you want? <laughs> Easy. You take the names, you take the age out of it, you take the position, you go, shit. This isn't even close at all. And that's a uh, a great segue into you will have already seen the live stream we do on the website, all the things we have over there, the warp tool, the league simulator. We are working and tirelessly working. We have a team, Koopa, uh, another member 
to be mentioned soon. JCap. Yeah. We have team working on getting more and more tools. This is just the start, but we have so many things that we can bring actual numbers to that aren't just Mike and I sitting up here and telling you yeah. the things we've experienced in leagues and our opinions and looking through the market and stuff that give actual data points that are like inarguable to tie into what Mike's talking about with market. And I think the big thing is if you can understand how to utilize these tools, how not to say, okay, warp. I, this guy was a great warp last year. That's guaranteed to be his warp for the rest of the time. No, that's, it's not predicted that way, but you can find positional advantages. You can find positions that are worth investing in that maybe are devalued. You can find that maybe there's these receivers that have crazy dynasty value and market value that you can trade away to get warp advantages for your team elsewhere. So it's ultimately understanding all those things and combining the tools with the trade discussion, with the market. And when you can start to put them all together, that's 4D. So um, make sure you're checking that out, southharmonff.com. Also, if you want your deals featured on this show, patreon.com forward slash southharmon. A dollar a month gets you in the door. Last but not least, if you don't want to do any of that, not a problem at all. Just please, if you're watching this, found it valuable, go down, hit the like, subscribe button. Helps us out tremendously. Uh, but with that being said, Mike, we are out of this thing. We will see you back here, same time, same place, next week, Saturday morning for the Dynasty Trade Show. We're out of this thing. Peace.